So, you ready to start a podcast? Well, Spotify for Podcasters is the absolute perfect solution. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters. They make it super easy to record and edit right from your computer. And not only that, it lets you distribute your content everywhere and even earn cash. And the best part, it's absolutely free. You literally have no excuse. So I suggest you go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters and start creating today. Care credit or whatever. Whoa, that's what? what I'm hearing. You can care credit BBLs? That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. Wow. See, so ladies, get your credit right, get your nice ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And guess what? Then that, that ass is, a, is, is an income producing asset. It's an asset. <laughs> right. It is. Nice. Yo, that <laughs> is insane. It is, though. Because the, the first time I ever heard about care credit when I had um I had like some, some dental surgery, mm-hmm. and that was the first time I ever had heard of it. But if they got into the plastic surgery yep. industry, be over. So all these asses are financed. Oh, yeah. So y'all ladies are literally paying off these asses. (laughs) Wow. Welcome to Harley Initiated, where real men talk real shit. Your host, Tyshawn Jackson, rocked in with another episode with my co-host, Ryan Catches. Yo, listen, I can guarantee... Y'all need to listen to this one because we're about to get into it. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm talking about all my people here that ain't got your money right. Or credit right. Ain't got your credit right. And listen, you just want to even get it even better. You want to get this checkup in your pocket. Make sure you stay tuned in right here because we found y'all a funding and credit expert that's going to come here, kick some game with us, tell a story, and y'all going to leave here with a little, bit money, a little bit more money than y'all came with. We rocking here with my brother Darius Benders. Welcome to Harley Initiated, my guy. Appreciate y'all having me on, bro. What's good, man? Thank you know, much. <laughs> yeah, to yeah. Excited to be here. That what boy fresh out of Boston, ain't he? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So you, so just just for the audience, my my boy, you actually born and raised yep. in Boston, mm-hmm. and you recently moved to Atlanta. Yeah, I've been out here since uh, November. Now I moved out here. Yep, born and raised in Boston, whole life, and uh, yeah, I was wanted to move out here for a little while, um, and it just finally just took that leap. Got real black when you got off the uh, got, got off the plane. Got, got real black. Yeah. <laughs> got real black for sure. This the black mecca for sure. So, welcome to Atlanta. This is, I mean, probably the best decision you ever made for sure. And you probably see that in your business. Your business is growing. Your business sure. is thriving. Relationships have mm-hmm. took a step up to the next level, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about Boston, though, man. Let's let's start, let's start back there because you was in Boston. First of all, I love, and we were talking about this a little bit before the show, man. You jumped up and you popped off as a college athlete, right? Mm-hmm. You know, what I didn't ask you, though, before you even got into athletics, I didn't talk about your home. Were you like, was it like single parent, pops in the house, how, so, household? So, yeah, so um, my mom my mom and my dad weren't together. Um, my mom got got married. She's with my step-pop. So coming up, it was about, it was me and my mom. So I was about, I want to say like 11, like 11, and then she got married. So... Um, they was both there, you know, good household. And I'm cool with my pops as well. He's out in uh, Charlotte now. He's from Boston, but he's been in Charlotte for, I want to say, like 15, uh, like 12, 15 years now. Um, so, yeah, I'm cool with both my parents. Yeah. So, hold on, just just, just to confirm, mm-hmm. you saying your mom, you pretty much was raised with your stepdad. Yeah, my mom, my mom and then my stepdad came in. Yeah, I was probably about 11, 12, yep. Got yeah. it. Yep. Okay, so you got introduced to your stepdad when you was about 11, 12. Yeah, exactly, yep. How was that? Like going from like, so you grew up with your pops at first and then stepdad came into the picture later on. Well, no. So my mom and my dad, they never lived together. So the way it used to oh. work is I I was with my mom 
I used to go see my pops like one one time a week, two times a week sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you know, me and my mom, we real close. Like that's that's my homie. Um, so it was just us for a while. And when she first got married to my step pops, it was it was weird. And for that first like that first like four or five years, it was it was it was hard. Like we used to you know clash. We used to not agree. At one point, you know, we even got into it. Like. So, like um, a fist fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. can see that. I yeah, can see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you've been with Jamal like 10 years. Yeah. Shit, <laughs> right, you know right, right, right. Because it was like, yo, like, and he's uh, he's from uh, he's from Jamaica. So, him, you know, it's, it's a little different culturally. Me and my mm. mom, we real cool. Like, so we, we kind of like brother and sister. Like, it's just different. So, you know, for, for him, I think, you know, he used to always kind of butt in. Like, you shouldn't talk to your moms like that. But, but we cool. Like, we good. So, then that would bother me. And um, at a point, I just didn't care for him. But as we grew, you know, I brought like 18, 19, we got a little, we got tighter, right? And now, yeah, I can hit him up, reach out to him, we chop it up. So Did done. the respect factor change as you seen that he stayed around and then as you got older, you see how well he takes care of your mom type of deal? Yeah, that too. That played a part for sure. Like, cause you know, um, just that consistency being there, making sure mom's is good, then we good. So yeah, that definitely helped. Sure. That's what's up, and, and and financially, what was the situation like? Because I know, I mean, we know you're doing well now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But back then, was it was it kind of the same, or what was the situation? So for me or them, for the, for the household, oh, for the household. Uh, so my mom, she she's always made pretty good money. Um, she used to work for Xerox. Now she actually got a government um, job, so she's been doing pretty good. He does his thing. Um, so yeah, the household it was decent. It definitely wasn't like balling, but definitely wasn't like. You know, we all we I don't know how we about to eat. So good middle it? class family. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And in the middle of the hood, we in the hood, but we got a nice a nice little house in the hood. You know, just straight nice house in the hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he was like, he was like one of the freshest kids in school and shit. Well, actually, yeah, I was at first, and then I kind of was like, you know, I'm about to start stacking my paper, man. I ain't trying to get get fly. So okay, so now, yeah, that's dope. Yeah. That's dope. And I like I, I like to kind of get a, a background on that because I feel like as a young man, you're fa- I'm really. Period. Yeah, your childhood's got a lot to do with, you know, who you grow grow into and who right. you develop into. And the relationship with your pops, how was that? Like your real pops? So we're good. Like my pops was always like, like he was, he's a barber. So he owns a couple of barbershops now, but he was always a worker, worker. So we always had a good relationship. Um, I understood that because, you know, playing sports and stuff. Uh, you know, we're like, yo, I always want my pops to come to my games, but uh, my, you know, Friday nights is when you play sports in, yeah. in high school. So Friday night as a barber, that's the night they getting money. So for a little while, it did bother me that he didn't always come to my games. Like I'd be like, damn. But as I as I grew, I understood like, now you gotta get that money. But in terms of our relationship, right now we tighter than ever. We've always been been tight. Someone I could call. Um, and where I'm from, most people don't have their pops in their life at all. So it was just cool to be able to have him around. So yeah, that is true, man. Like even if your pops ain't do shit, if he was just in your life, that makes it was a in blessing. my neighborhood. You happy as shit, like bro? He's like a top. <laughs> that's like top ten percent right back, there. Back. Just just mere presence, yeah. <laughs> which is a damn sad, you know, thing. It's sad, yeah. Mm-hmm. It really true. is. Yeah. But you know, I, I would admit the fact that you he you were able to have you know be able to even call on him. At any time. I, I imagine too, when I think of Pops being a barber, I just automatically think of like a real nigga. Yeah, he was, like, he, he, was, yeah. He, he was the, and he, that's who he was. Like, he was the man around the way. Like, everybody knew him. Yeah. You know, so yeah, definitely. That's dope, man. Mm-hmm. And now you went ahead, you transitioned on to now you, you went, you went and you playing college sports, mm-hmm. right? You went ahead and did your thing, you left, and then you went into the party promotion game, right? Yep. 
That's interesting, man, because that party promotion lifestyle is a lifestyle. It is. How, how was that? How the hell you get into that? Uh, honestly, I went out one night after I had quit my last job. I had to figure it out, bro, because, you know, you come home from school. You got your mother like, listen, like, you just graduated. I paid some of that tuition. Like, what's going on? Right, you didn't get right. that job. So that pressure's on, that pressure's on you. And, um, and the only reason I had stayed at the jobs was because of her. You know, mom Dukes is always in your ear. And, you know, you're trying to take heed to it. Um, but I went out one night and I knew this girl. She was working in the club. And um, I was like, okay. She was, I'm like, how you get into this? How you promoting? She's like, that's the dude to talk to. Um, she was like, you get paid. Um, you get it free. You got access to the women. And I was like, that don't sound bad. So I met with bro the next day. Um, and I seen how he was living. He had a nice house. Uh you know, family, wife, cars. I'm like, so you do this all from the parties? And he's like, yeah. So I'm like, okay, teach me. <laughs> I'm just like, teach mm. me how you do it. So I worked for him for nine months straight. Um, that was your first business mentor. Yeah. Oh, so you, basically, you basically took on an, an apprenticeship pretty much. That's really what I did. In exchange, wow. in exchange, I was still personal training on the side. So I would just give him uh, personal training lessons. I would drive out to where he lived. Um, yeah, and train him on the field, bring my equipment. And he would just give me game. And then I was... Running up nice. Like, I started off, you know, you get 10 people to come out to the club. Then you start getting 30 people to come out to the club. Then you start getting 50. And the way the nightlife goes is when you're a sub-promoter, right, which is where most people start, you get, or the way it goes back home, you get $5 per person that you bring out before midnight. So you really got to get black people there, and then you got to get them there early. So it's hard, right? But what it do is it helps you build your audience. You know, you get people to come out. You start building your name. So after nine months, you know, I felt confident that I could throw my own event. Um, so yeah, I threw my first night. We had my first party. Uh, we had sold out before like, like 1130. Like we had a line around the corner Damn. And, then, and then I just went in all in, all in on it. Yep. That's crazy. Cause you just, I didn't even know it was a sub promoter. Yeah. Me neither. That, yeah. That just a whole hierarchy. So all them dudes that be saying, yo, come on, I'm the plug. A lot of them be capping. A lot of them not really, they don't have the night. They might work under the dude who has a night, but there's also different deals. Like some might have a percentage deal where they actually do get a percentage of the night, which they are a partner, but then there's sub promoters and they get paid per person they bring out. But they don't have that skin in the game. So it's kind of like in a, in a regular business, you don't got to put no money up front, right? Right. But you could be a person who just adds and you get paid basically commission. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then, so you went from the, the, the club promotion game. Mm -hmm. And then what, what happened after that? Did you just run up, continuously run a bag up and that and, and keep it moving or? Yeah, so I was doing that for about five years, um, but pandemic pandemic happened. And then- uh, Oh, I know that shut the whole situation down. Shut it all down. It was it was like literally one day, oh yeah, by the way, there's no more clubs. That's just how they announced at the it. Height, at the height, how much was you making in the clubs though, at the height of it? Oh, uh, we was probably doing like three, like three, 4,000 a week. Three, 4,000 okay. a week. Oh, so. take home in your pocket. Take home in your pocket. Oh, six figure man. Yeah. So around the way, like if you're doing that, you, you feel like- you feel like you good, like you doing your thing. Um, and that's weekly money too. You put weekly. out of your pocket every yeah. week. And it's cash. 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 Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, when it shut down, it was like, damn, what I'm gonna do? And um, me and my boy were good friends, but we were actually like like uh, rival companies. We was like, yo, what if we go to Atlanta and just throw some parties? You know, I'm, I'm, I just think like that. Like, I just feel like I could do, we could do that. So we was like, he was like, fuck it, we, let's do it. And then um, we came out here, we went to like, 10 different clubs, just talking to different owners. One dude gave us a shot. He was like, how y'all gonna do it? Y'all from Boston. He's like, don't worry about it. So then the way we do things, like we understand if we get you all to work with us, y'all getting free, you invite your people, you get paid. You know, a lot of people 21 through 26 years old, they'll take that all day, especially mm -hmm. here in Atlanta. You get the, you know, you get the good looking women, 
tell them, y'all come out, we're going to give you a little section, but y'all got to invite all your friends. You got to invite the dudes who are going to spend money, the fly chicks. Now, they in the club. You got the dudes who, you know, they got their people, they invite the cool kids. And if you get a big enough team, you can really throw parties anywhere in the world. Oh, saying? so you just recruited a like a few regular... Vocal people. So local we would people. run Facebook ads hiring promoters. Hiring promoters. Y'all ran ads. We were, we don't play. Damn, yeah. you came down here really with the, yeah. the econ game going crazy. Yeah. I mean, okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah, because most people don't they, in the promotion. They're not running ads and stuff. But that's just doing flyers, white yeah, ass flyers exactly. on their Instagram. Exactly. So we positioned it like that, and um, and we started doing okay. We threw some good parties, um, but between traveling back and forth, um, and like getting back and forth, it, in the way they do the club business out here is a little different from up north. Um, so you know, we kind of that was short lived. We did it for about two months. Okay, so pretty much now you're in this place where it's similar to after you left football, you're just in this place of trying to figure stuff out. Exactly. Well, where are you at mentally when you're trying to figure stuff out? Does depression keep in uh, or does depression keep in or is it, you know, you kind of stay calm through the storm? Where were you at mentally? So where I was at, bro, when the pandemic happened, when the pandemic started and nightlife shut down, I was in a place where I'm like, I'm in, a, I'm in an optimistic place. Like, okay, I, could, I know I can make something shake. But it felt like at that time, things just kept happening. Like, you know how everyone was getting them weekly checks or whatever? For yeah. Mine just froze. So I stopped. You didn't get those for like four months. And I was traveling back into Atlanta, back and forth every week. I was losing money because we was bringing guests here. We was bringing, we brought out like the Claremont Twins. We brought Sky. We was bringing, oh, so we paying out of pocket. And I went into the pandemic. I probably had about like 35, 40 in the savings. And I'm looking, I'm down to like my last like 6,000. And I'm like... Damn, I'm about to call it quits. So I ain't gonna lie, it took a toll on me. I was in a, a mentally bad space for a little bit. Um, so I went to one of them conferences. Uh, I think it was a circle of CEOs or one of them conferences basically. And um, it was just getting the room, meeting all different type of people who was in different spaces. And I met, shout out to my guy Mel. I met him and we just started politicking. He started putting me on a credit game. I'm putting him on to like marketing or content creation. Right. Even though I'm not that good, I'm just, you know, adding value. Whatever game you got. Racks, yeah, right. whatever yeah. I can do to bring value. And then the credit game, I'm like, I need that. Like, I can go get some money from the banks. So I built my credit up and then um, went out, got some funding. Like, we got a lot of funding. And then I just started leveraging that to be able to, you know, create income. So when I got you say a lot of funding, how much you talking? So I got 167000 in 47 days in funding. Mm. Yep. And then um, took that, got into the car rental game, five cars. We was leveraging on a Tarot hire car. Um, started running that place. Started helping people get their credit right, fix it, build it, get them funding. And then, um, and then start getting mentors in the digital space. Wanted to sell digital products. So it just it went literally from being in that dark place to like really turning around in only a couple months. So. That's insane. And I, I want to go back to that to that dark place because we actually had a uh, a guy, uh, one of our friends, on another one of our shows, uh, Tez. And he said that the worst thing, well, no, was it Tez or was it Tony? Tony. Tony. He said the worst thing that you can do is when you down to not be around. He mm. said that's one of the worst things that you can do. So we actually had uh, one of our good friends, Tony, on the show. Shout out to Tune In Tony, by the way. And um, he said the one of the worst things that you can do is when you down to not be around. So when you was in that down place, what actually got you up and moving to even go and get active and be, you know, really be around a bunch of people who was doing better than you? Yeah. So it was like, I remember I was, I'm always like now I'm always on personal development, but at that time it was so heavy. I'm like, I don't know how, in my head, I'm like, I don't know how I got here. Right. How the hell did I get to this space? So I'm talking about reading books. I'm mm -hmm. talking about YouTube all day. Eric Thomas, uh, 
uh, all the people who, uh, what's his name, Steve Harvey, I'm listening to them throughout the day. I'm just trying to get out this this space. Um, so that's what I was doing. I feel like when you're in those tough times, like you really got to go back to like foundational stuff, mm. stuff that we hear all the time, but we don't do. Like go read a book, right? Um, just watch people because your environment is everything. So at the time, I didn't have a lot of friends from where I'm from who is kind of on the type of stuff we're on. So it's not like I could hit somebody up like, yo, like, you know, I'm going through it. Like, right. what you think? So it was just YouTube books and um, a routine, having a routine. You're right, though, because uh, it's so crazy because when you down bad, you turn on that gym roll, you turn on that right. ET, you yep. just start going crazy. But you got to, like, literally pound it. Yes. Like, you got to use that content to really brainwash yourself for success. And um, it's so easy to get away from that, especially once you start getting bread. Exactly. But you always realize, you always get brought back That's to it. That's the foundation. That's yeah. the foundation. Because that shit is, it's, it's like the mental and spiritual gym. It is. It's like, that's really what that is. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I need to hit the gym. Exactly. Like, I got to get strong. Because yeah. it's like the weight, life putting the weight on the bar. You got to have that strength. And like, you feel that shit breaking you. Yeah. So it's like, all right, shit, Jim Rohn, all day long, <laughs> yeah. I got to go ahead and get strong. Because if it can break you, and the best thing you could be doing is already have been doing that before you even got there. That's a fact. So, but when when things like that hit, because it's not an if, y'all. It's going. It's going to hit. It's just when those times, those winters, going to hit you. Yep. It's like, are you strong enough? To be prepared. For are, are you prepared yeah. for, for for what's about to happen to you? Yep. And if you're not, are you ready to get premiered? Are you ready to do what you got to do in this season? You got to kick your ass, exactly. You got you to be prepared, like what, you said. What were some of those books that you tapped into, like some of the top things that you actually, some resources you tapped into to really help you pull you out of that place? So Robert uh, Kiyosaki's uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. And then um, Grant Cardone, 10X Rule. I remember that book. That book today is my favorite book. I don't know if y'all heard of it, but- Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that- he, Well, he just tried the shit out of- <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that book, bro, it changed the game for me because it's like literally like his thing is like accountability and control. Like you have control over everything. I don't, his shit is like, I don't give a fuck where you're at right now. You have the ability to go out and you need to 10x your effort. You know what I'm saying? 10x the amount of um of of whatever you're doing, right? Up the ante. So that was a thing, uh, a book that I read multiple times throughout that period of time. It's just Keep me like, you know what? I could do this shit. Like, I could get out of this space. Um, so, yeah, those are the two that I was really at. That's lit, man. Yeah. You need that sometimes. Or really all the time. Yeah. And when you get off of it, that because that's what I realized. When you, you know, you can read something spiritual and something that's mentally engaging and, and healthy for you. Mm -hmm. And you could be in the same exact situation as you was yesterday. Facts. But your whole perception and mindset and outlook on it is completely different. Absolutely. So, I love that you was doing that. And um, I know you also mentioned... Been able to run up the bag, uh, getting the you know getting the funding mm -hmm. over a hundred thousand in forty seven days. Mm -hmm. So we do want to talk about that, mm -hmm. but I would assume to even get in that place to be able to qualify for that funding, you got to have some some credit, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So okay, so we got some young men that's watching this right now mm -hmm. who like they not even at the point mm -hmm. of getting a hundred bands yet. They right. at the point of no credit or bad credit. So tell us why credit is important and, and what you can do to improve it. Absolutely. Like credit's everything, right? I always say like bad credit's expensive. I'm talking about whatever you want to do. You want to go get a car. You want to move into an apartment. Now even at jobs, they are pulling your credit. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, that's a new one. One of my uh, mentees, she told me that. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so essentially like credit's the foundation for everything. Um, one thing you could do, like if you don't have any credit, you can literally go add what I like to call primary accounts, right? 
five that you could go do today. You could go check out Self. You could go check out Kickoff, Credit Strong, and you can actually report your rent. There's two sites. You can go check out uh, Rental Karma and Rent Reporter, right? And the great thing with those is a lot of people who, you know, when they first start their credit journey is they don't have a lot of history, which is a problem when you're going for funding. But the way a gem that you can use is when you do those rental accounts, when you sign up for them, they're going to allow you to pick your moving date. So whatever you put for that moving date, those accounts are going to report that. So let's say someone been living at their mom's house and they're 25, but they've been there since they was 18. You now can have a seven-year account that can report on your credit. Now you can have two if you add rental comma and rent reporter. So now wow. that's how you can build that age up. And then you have five primary accounts, right? And I tell people the biggest factor in getting high limits in funding are having that strength in that age. Obviously, it being clean. That's that's the foundational. But really having that strength in that age is what lenders are looking at before getting you funding. Another thing you can do if you need, you know, higher limits reporting on your report, once you're already in a, in a good position, you can go add trade lines, right? You go to uh, tradelinesupply.com and they actually have a calculator that will let you know once you put in the trade line you're looking to add, you can put it in and see what it's going to do in terms of how much it's going to increase your age and how much it's going to help you in terms of your utilization. That's so, insane. Yeah. So if you're having utilization problems, that's the way you can manipulate that. If you're, you know, you're not bringing in cash flow and you feel stuck. Okay. Wow. Yep. Damn. So add in, so that makes a lot of sense. So if you want, if you somebody that got, yo, I don't got my, my credit is super young. I don't got no real long old accounts right. on there. I can go ahead and give me a credit, a trade line, mm -hmm. put the trade line on there. How much does that cost, by the way, if I want to want to buy me a, like a nice aged account to put on my, my so, credit? So they range. Um, if you go on trade line supply, they got all different ranges. If you're good looking to go get like a 30-year account, maybe $30,000 limit on it, that might run you north or south of like $1,000. So it's not- A 30-year account? 30-year account. You can go get $4,000. That's a deal, though. That's Damn. a deal. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, right? I mean, take a whole life to get that. First of all, right. Yeah. 30 yeah. years. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And it's crazy because people will still hesitate to do it. It's like, bro, this, that's the cheat code, right? And another thing you could do if you don't, or if you have a family member who has, like say your, your mom, she had a credit card probably for 30 years or 20 years. She probably got a $20,000, $25,000 limit. You could say, hey, mom, uh, I want to know if you could add me as an authorized user on your card. And all that's going to happen is the same effect as a, as a trade line. It's going to report on your credit report next time your credit bureaus update. So that's another cheat code you can do if you have family member or friend that you trust. Now, if it's That's some, the free version right Yeah, there. that's the free version, mm -hmm. you feel me? So those are some things you could do, but make sure you have those primaries on your uh, report first before just go adding trade lines. That's what I tell people. That makes sense too, because uh, I used to sell vehicles. So okay. that, you know, in my past life, right? So this is like, I think the last vehicle I sold was a vehicle to myself in like 2016. So this mm -hmm. is a minute ago. But uh, I remember when people used to come up to the to the dealership and uh, some, I mean, it was so crazy. You can have somebody come with good credit mm -hmm. and they walk away with a, you know, $300 car payment on a very nice, you know, newer vehicle. Mm -hmm. And then you got somebody who come in that can't get what they want and they forced to get this little bitty ass car, <laughs> which I would not even drive on the highway because it'd be swaying <laughs> oh. on the highway. And they got a, you know, damn near $500 credit, you know, note. Uh, note on it. And I just used to be blown away at um, how, in my opinion, predatory some of these lenders are. 
because they will take you to the cleaners if you don't got good credit. That's it's the same. And it don't, it don't really matter how much money you was making either. Right. You know, if you don't got good credit, it's like you're going to have to put a bunch of money down mm-hmm. and you're going to have to pay a, pay a bunch of money. So it, it is very expensive to have bad credit. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. then, um, and then what I tell people is even like when going for cars, like avoid going to get financed through the dealer, right? I tell people go to your local credit union. Because they're going to give you the best interest rate and it's only going to be one hard pull. When you go to like being a car dealer, when y'all, when car dealers run people's credit, they just they run smash it. Oh, we smash it. Yeah. We, <laughs> we got to get you approved. So now you're getting 20, 30 inquiries yep. and you wondering where all they came from. You ain't know the dealer. He got you approved for the car. You got the high ass interest rate and now you got 21 inquiries that now when you go for anything else, they see in that light now. Yep. You're looking thirsty for, for credit. I was living for two years. Exactly. Yeah, on your report. And it's yep. rarely, rarely was there a situation where the if you had good credit, where the dealership would get you a better deal than the credit union. Than the credit union. It was rarely Very a situation. Rare. And if it was, it was like half a percent mm-hmm. type of deal, which right. was, was nominal. So yeah, that's 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 good. Let me that's tell you what's game. even more savage. When I was in college, I worked at a leasing consultant. You know, we worked as a leasing consultant. We kind of had like the most, we was like notoriously like the most ratchet. Like, <laughs> like off campus housing in the whole situation. Like everybody knew, like, damn, you live, you live 480? Like everybody knew, like, that's not where you want to live. But, you know, we, always, we used to run credit as well. Yeah. And we run your credit. And depending on what we see in your credit, it was a little different. Not all the way about your score. It was just more so what we find on there. Because mm. certain collections, you know, certain charge-offs, yeah. you done ran off on the last person that you done got down, <laughs> tried to stay with. Like we first of all, we not supposed to have you, but my property manager was a little gangster. My property manager was like, "What they got?" I'm like, "Oh no, no, we, we can't get them. They like little abandoned." She's like, "No, no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we can do something about this, okay?" Per room is three fifty. We gonna just hit them with that five fifty, okay? <laughs> she on it. <laughs> so see, that's the thing though. Mm-hmm. Like any, you just you just susceptible for anybody Anything. to take advantage of you. Yep. That's at true. that point where you, you just lose all leverage. Absolutely. <laughs> with your credit. Yeah. It's like, it's like your reputation bad in the streets. And, and respect at the car dealership. Because first off, you can look like you got bad credit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not for real though. Right, right. And so we, if I walk in, you're just like, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we used to have some people, it was so fun, they teach you this. You got two types of people. You got people that go the credit route mm-hmm. or the car route. So the car route was we sit down, we talk about your needs, we talk about you know how often you drive, mm-hmm. what colors you like, what type of vehicle you prefer. Then you had the credit route, which was let me introduce you to the finance manager, <laughs> and he's gonna sit you down, knowing you got shit credit, and he's gonna smack your credit, and then he's gonna tell you what you can get. Yep. It's it's about and usually ain't about what you want. It's right. not about what you want. It's about what you can get. Yeah. And usually it was the most undesirable. Vehicle on the lot. I already know. Which was insane. The worst one. Yeah. So see, that's the point. So we got some people probably that's like, they in a situation where they credit a little smashed up. Mm-hmm. They know they got some shit on that, 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 that the medical bill they ain't paid. Mm-hmm. They got that Xfinity bill yeah. that hit. And they might even just got some late pays that they could have paid, just forgot, right? Yep. Those people that's in that situation, like, damn, I want to get some money. I want to put myself in a position to get $167,000 mm-hmm. in 47 days. Like, what do, what do they need to do at this point? So first thing you need to do, if you got negatives, right? First thing you gotta do is go check your credit report. I can't tell you how many people don't even know what's on the credit report. Um, <laughs> That's a surprise. I mean, people, they're like, I don't even know. But it's I like they don't want to bring that bad, that bad energy. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> For real. But um, but I tell you, ninety percent, ninety two percent of credit reports have inaccuracies on them, right? So because of that, all all things can be disputed. 
I don't care what you have on your report, it can come off. So after you, you know, go look at your, your credit monitoring system, what you're going to do is first thing you're going to want to update your personal information, right? Because according to law, FCRA, right? Fair Credit Reporting Act, anything that is attached to inaccurate personal information must be deleted. So let's say across all three bureaus, they got, you know, for me, it might be Darius Benders, then on TransUnion, it might say Darius C. Benders, and then Equifax, it might say Darius Christopher Benders, right? Those are all inaccurate, right? It's, it's not entirely 100% accurate, which means now any negatives that are attached to that, after I call and update my uh, personal information with the bureaus, they got to go, right? So that's the reason, one, that we can dispute everything. So wow. your personal information needs to look like a resume. One name, one address, one employer. All other things got to go. Next thing you can do is, outside of that reasoning alone, is when you go check out that negative account, right? Like, say it's a late payment on a Bank of America credit card, right? You go look at all the sections on your credit report, the open date. If those aren't the same, it got to go. The amount late, if one says $30 and one says $31.22, those aren't entirely accurate. It got to go, mm. right? You look at, look at the, uh, the amount of time late. If one says 30 days late, one says 90 days late, guess what? It got to go. So all mm. of these reasons are reasons that we can, we can get rid of these accounts, right? That's called factual disputing. Then you have consumer laws. There's certain laws that... Um, if you did not give them permission, like collections, to, to sell that debt or to report that without written consent, that's another reason that these negatives have to be removed. So I tell people, it's all about knowing the information. And then the last part is, is consistency or persistence. Wow. Most people, they dispute one time, they don't get the result, and they're like, oh, this don't work. No, the, the credit bureaus actually have 90 days to stall. So that's why if you, if wow. you yeah, when you're sending out disputes, you're wondering why it's coming back verified, even though you know it's not verified or verifiable, you're just quitting, not knowing that after you send those letters out, guess what? After 90 days, now they have to take it off. So that's why I tell people, typically you're going to go through three or four rounds before getting all things off. Now, we do get a lot of instances where people are getting results first round, deleting bankruptcies, deleting repossessions, deleting late payments. But it's about persistence after you know your laws, factual dispute, and then you know updating your personal information. That's crazy because I didn't know, because I knew, you know, the credit companies is private mm -hmm. organizations, mm -hmm. but I didn't know that they were <laughs> held to such a high standard. And I mean, it's easy to make mistakes with that. Absolutely. Especially talking about you gotta have written consent to sell my my data yeah, or my or my debt, which yep. is insane too. I and I'm like, None of these credit cards I got, I've ever signed anything for. Exactly. <laughs> and it's technically identity. Uh, it's, it's technically fraud. When we think of fraud, we think of person to person. But when someone's reporting stuff on your behalf without you signing off or without your consent, that's still that's still fraud. But we we think credit, because we weren't educated on this stuff, we think credit, oh, they can't be doing fraud. I must have did something wrong. It's like, no, they're reporting things wrong, right? You did not right. give them consent. So that's why I tell people. It's just about understanding and, and then just being, like I said, persistent after you know what to do. I'm curious about this because you teach it. You got a lot of students that you're teaching the game to. Mm -hmm. Who has the worst credit, men or women? <laughs> That's a good question. Honestly, um, I got to keep it real. Men, like really, yeah, overall, yeah, when they come in, there's a, it's a, not that it's all of them. It's just it's a lot more fixing to do first. Women they'll come in the program and they're like, "Well, my credit's already good. I just got to go get this this money." Right, I just need the funding aspect, um, but you know, it's it's both ways. But I would say more so men. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, like, you, wow. uh, I I hear this like going around mm -hmm. as something that you would say, but I've personally never asked this joint. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, you a credit dude? You let me know if this is something that you really doing. <laughs> they saying that like when you date a chick, you are supposed to ask her if she got. Well, yeah, what's her credit score? <laughs> 
before you take her serious? Is that something that you that you think is actually something that you should really be taking serious? Like you should be doing? Well, I think I think like bro said, like your credit does tell a story about you. So it's situational. Like, all right, if Shorty's like, man, I had to take out these, I had to take out these loans when I was younger for school. And she, you know, maybe she went through a, a rough patch where, you know, she had to handle what she had to handle. Then I think that's excusable, right? But for you to be now maybe, you know, you're 28, 28 plus, if you ain't really looking into your credit, making sure that your shit's getting on par, if it's not already, then I feel like that definitely is kind of a, a red flag. So you ain't don't you, you ain't you ain't rocking with chicks with bad credit over 28. And, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was gonna try to make it yeah. Cause yeah. That's because that's he know he got some women in his in his in his uh the program. His program. <laughs> they old as hell with some bad credit. Hey, don't worry, don't worry. After y'all get out of the program, y'all might be, be qualified. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I think that's important though, man. And I and I and I, I can imagine the men would just have some some bad credit because we get taught a lot of crazy finance lessons. You know, right. I got a buddy who was telling me this crazy story about how his uncle was teaching him how to get a a big screen TV free from rent a center, which was pretty much rented and run off on it. Rent it and dodge, dodge the creditors, right? So as men, I think we do get introduced to a lot of those crazy things. And then women, I just know the women got some bad credit. Cause well, maybe I mean, it's just some women I meet and they they look great. Everything is they got the nails done, the hair mm -hmm. done, everything. Fly as hell. Fly as hell. And they I know they don't really work. And I just be, and they got nice cars too, mm -hmm. and nice apartments. And I just be thinking to myself, "Yo, what the fuck do you do?" <laughs> but I'm thinking they must be. It's, it's got to be the credit. It must be running the credit or something. Got to. Yeah. What they call it? They get, they're getting the BBLs done with the uh, what they call care credit or whatever. Whoa, that's what? what? That's what I'm hearing. You can care credit BBLs. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. Wow. See, so ladies, get your credit right. Get your nice ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And guess what? That that ass is a, is, is an income producing it's, asset. It's an asset. <laughs> right. Right. It's real. Yo, that <laughs> is insane. <laughs> it is though. Because the, the first time I ever heard about care credit. When yeah. I had um, I had like some some dental surgery, mm -hmm. and uh, that was the first time I ever had heard of it. But if they got into the plastic surgery yeah. industry, be over. So all these asses are financed. Oh yeah. So y'all ladies are literally paying off these asses. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, so let me ask you this: What types of things would you advise n n not to finance? Um, anything that you, anything that isn't going to produce you income. Um, outside of like a car, right? Okay. Like if you're gonna finance a car, which still in, in, indirectly produces income. Exactly. Yeah. But anything that's you're not that's not gonna make you money or help your situation, I wouldn't recommend financing. Like you don't like people financing stuff that just to look fly. Like I hear people's renting out chains now. Like yeah, I'm hearing all type of stuff. Um, then I would stay away from it. Right. First thing you got to do is use it. If you if you're in a bad situation or you're trying to make money, or you're in a situation where you don't know what to do, you need to go pay somebody to teach you how to make money. So gotcha. I'm big on like mentorship. It could even be a friend tour. If you got a friend who's making money, whatever you got to do, but pay that person so that they could show you the thing so that you can get to wherever you're looking to get faster. Like if I want to start a podcast, I'm not going to try it on my own. I'm going to hit y'all up. How much y'all need to be able to show right. me everything? Because if I do it on my own, I'm going to go get the wrong lights, get the wrong mics, and then I'm going to be pissed and now I'm uh, frustrated and I'm like, all right, forget this, right? And I go on to the next thing. So first thing you do, go pay somebody to show you. And then um, when they give you the play, run the play. Mm. That's it. And pay somebody. We ain't, we ain't talking universities. Yeah. Because yes. yeah. I ain't, listen, how you, how you feel about the university trap? I think it's the biggest, and, and I have a degree, but 
I think only because of football did I go to college. Like, I feel like it's just a scam. Like, it, you pay 50, these schools now are 70. My little sister, she just got a full ride, but she was telling me the prices $70,000 a year. A year? A year now. And it's to go, think about it. You go to school, graduate, you come out, you get a job that pays you 40 to 50, and you can't increase your, your, um, your money, right. or not fast. You might get, I don't know if they give a couple dollars every quarter or whatever, but you can't go create a lot of cash flow. So it's like- And that interest is, if you, you think you're just going to defer them loans? Exactly. That interest- They ain't playing with it. Yeah. And then after it's taxes, happening. it's like, yo. And when I'm from Boston, it's the third most expensive state in the country. So you live in Boston, you make, yeah. they say in order to have a single bedroom apartment now, you have to make damn near six figures. They just have a single bedroom apartment. So it's wow. crazy. Yeah. It is crazy because, you know, that was a thing. Like, I remember being a first-generation college student. Yeah. And really, that's actually bad news if you, if you don't have a scholarship. Right. Because basically what that means is that is nobody to guide you and teach you how to do college the right way. Absolutely. And um, a lot of us went and we came out and we, you know, flooded with debt. Yep. And uh, a lot of us, you know, even with degrees, I wouldn't advise that to my kids to go to college. It's just right. not, to me, not the best plan. Especially now that you can even finance a coach. Yep. You know, you can pay for a coaching program. Absolutely. That's going to be a lot less money, mm -hmm. a, a lot more actionable steps, and Absolutely. specific to exactly where you you're trying to go and what you want to do. And see, the world is moving so fast nowadays, bro. It's like, if they got to create a textbook yeah. for the information, it got to get approved by the school. Yep. It got to then get put in your class. Yeah. And then lessons got to be built around it. Too long. That shit old. Too long, right? That shit already is not what's happening now. By the way, right. the Fed said they going to Cash App now. <laughs> right. The world is just, the world updates is happening every six months, player. Yeah, it's so it's, it's like the information even too slow. Think about your coach. I mean, think about your, um, your business professor. He doesn't run a business. He's never ran the business, most likely. Right. If he's if he was running a successful business, he's not going to be teaching. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? So you're learning off of theory versus, like you said, you go to someone who's doing the thing or they've done the thing. It's like that's the real cheat sheet, right? And you could pay a lot less. I mean, there's people charging 50k, but not everybody charging 50k. They go, you could go pay somebody mm -hmm. 10, 20 thousand. They're going to turn you all the way up. You know. Well, what would yeah. you say is the future of credit? Because I know we mentioned potentially care credit paying for cosmetic surgery. Renting chains, I've seen shop pay is mm -hmm. huge yep. for people buying clothes. You got all kind of things you can finance now. So what what would you say is the future of credit? Like where is it going? I would say credit is like here to stay. I've been mm -hmm. hearing rumors. I guess they're looking to regulate certain banks and stuff, but I don't think I don't foresee credit ever going out of style. I mm -hmm. think it's always going to be if your credit is good, you're going to have leverage. Leverage is going to allow you to have advantage over people who don't have good credit. So that's why I say like priority for anybody. I don't care what you do. Even if you're not a business owner, credit needs to be priority because it's going to set you up for whatever you're looking to do. That makes sense. And then once you get to the point where you got some decent credit mm -hmm. and you, because you don't have to have perfect credit to get financing, no. lending, right? Nope. Okay. So let's say you got some decent credit and you're ready for funding. What, like, because I know the credit card, because you're talking about uh, credit card funding, right? Yes. Okay, so these they still credit cards. Yep. So they come with, you know, potentially high interest rates and things like mm -hmm. that. So what's the best way, once you get the actual funding, what's the best way to utilize it? So what I tell people is this. You want to go so we can avoid high interest. I'm big on 0% and low interest. We want the money cheap. So that's why I tell people, start with your credit unions, right? few reasons you're going to start with credit unions, they are going to give you the bag. Like, if you have just decent credit, like... 
690 plus, you got a couple um, uh, primary accounts on your report. You know, utilization is not too crazy. Or if you're just starting, you probably don't have any. Credit unions are going to give you out the gate ten to $20,000, right? You wow. can go check out uh, PSECU. You can go get 40000 from them, literally. They got a $20,000 founder's card they're given. Also, a $20,000 uh, personal line of credit. And you can get these with both products with only one inquiry, as long as it's within a 30-day frame, right? Um, another one you could check out, I like pre-qualify specific uh, credit unions. You get, they got Dover, Dover Credit Union. They got uh, Nassau Federal Credit Union. Uh, a lot of people know about Navy, Navy yeah, Federal yeah. Credit Union. But the pre-qualifies are dope because you don't have to worry about, oh, if I get denied, now that's, that inquiry's sitting on my profile because they're gonna tell you before you even go through um, with the whole application, if you're pre-qualified, meaning if you have an offer. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then the interest rates are super, not super low, but they're under 10%. Navy's a little higher, 12%, but most credit unions, interest rates gonna be under 10%. First off, I automatically, when I think of credit card, I think of 20 plus. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. those being 12 and 10, that's a deal. Absolutely. Facts. Yeah. And then and then you want the zero, like business credit cards we love because most of them are 0% introductory period, right? Bank of America, um, U.S. Bank, Wells Fargo, uh, PNC, Truist, all these business credit cards, they have 0% introductory periods. So let's say I want to take that money, I got 20000 I want to swipe it on an investment, or on a personal coach, whatever it may be. I got time now, a whole year, most of them 12 to 18 months, before I have to start paying that interest. So the money is damn near free, right, for right. the first time. So. That's why we like those zero percent interest rate. That makes sense, man. You so okay. So you just I'm just thinking about all kind of because credit is just like it's active mm -hmm. in in our lives. So I'm, I'm curious because uh, I actually had this young lady, ridiculous, right? Don't got no kind of relationship with this young lady mm -hmm. except for you know every every now and then type of relationship, right? Yeah. <laughs> so she actually called me. This was about a month ago. She actually called me and asked me if I would be open to co-signing <laughs> on her a vehicle. You tripping. <laughs> tripping. She right? So now, of course, I gave her, you know, at this point, she got hit and, with a... And, and she, for those of you who don't know what co-signing is, she pretty much want Ryan to go to whatever this vendor is and put his name on her 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 vehicle, whatever, whatever she bought yeah, a vehicle, right? It's a vehicle, yeah. Put his name and credit on a vehicle so it's going to be on his report <laughs> while she's responsible for managing the payments. But go ahead. Right. So it's tripping. So, of course, you know, I gave her a, I don't know what you call it, soliloquy or, or, or a whole little session mm -hmm. on why that was stupid and why I would never do that and why you should never ask me no stupid shit like that. But I want to get your perspective of what are your thoughts about, you know, you, a man or woman co-signing for their significant other in a relationship, assuming they're not married? Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> Never. I, especially if you're not married. Even if you're married, I would think about it because people are just irresponsible. <laughs> but I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's a girl, if it's even your family, your friends, shorty you dealing with on any level. Nah, I'm not. I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise anyone to co-sign for other people because at the end of the day, people are going to do what's in their best interest and people make mistakes. So now they ran off on the plug or they're not paying their bills on time. That's putting your credit in jeopardy. Now y'all both ashed out because you ain't getting shit and she's not going to be able to, you know, get nothing either. So I would definitely say stay away. Now, from you, know, now you know what some player shit though? Because I have done this shit. Yeah. Some player shit, fellas. If y'all got some good credit and it's a chick that's like, you know, She's trying to get her shit together. She's trying to level up. She asking you questions about it, blah, 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 blah. And she doing what she's supposed to do. What you could do is you could bust off and wonder, you know what? I'm gonna drop this little, I'm gonna drop this little 10K Discover card on you. One of your light ones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna drop this little, I'm gonna drop this little six-year Discover mm -hmm. card on you real quick. 
this shit ain't going to your house. <laughs> right, right? Yeah. Never let them get the car. Yeah. Right. 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 Make sure that they, that they get chopped up and get sent. You get chopped up. Because yeah. you can do that. You can get the car sent, the actual car sent to your address and you can cut it up. You don't so. even have to. If you're out of the authorized user, yeah, you don't even got to request the, the car. Like you said, that's some ill shit. Just help her out. Definitely help your shorty out. But I am, don't coast. Because them. you can always move them off. them off. You can take them off the trade line whenever yeah. you want to. For sure. In a matter of seconds. Absolutely. So, fellas, listen, that's like some high-level player yeah, shit. He right put there, y'all on game. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hey, listen, if any of my chicks wanna goddamn catch me some shit, just check my trade line. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know why he said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, DM about to be booming. Right, 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 right. He right, right, right. be like, hey, big head. You better get all that. You better get all that. That's, nah, but that's that, funny, man. That's some dope shit, though, man. I, I like the game that you're putting the people on because... I know for sure we need to get our money right. We need to get our credit right. We need to get this cash right. Mm-hmm. And I know the people need you because you got some dope stuff out for the people right now. So for what sure. I want you to do, Darius, is tell the people where they can get in contact with you and what you got for them. Absolutely. So what I'm doing is I have a free class, right? A free private class where I'm going to be breaking down uh, the three secrets to getting 150K in funding in only 90 days. So what you want to do is follow my IG at Darius Benders and then just literally DM me the word 100K and you will receive the link to register for that class. And uh, I'm giving y'all a whole lot of game, actionable steps where y'all are going to be able to take action and go get access to this money. I love that, man. I heard, yeah. about your, I heard about your workshops, too. I heard they was popping. And uh, you're you getting some real testimonies. Yeah, yeah so that's yeah. good, man. I like that. Yeah, so like what we're going to do, y'all, we're going to have that link right there in the description. So y'all go ahead. Make sure y'all get in my guy's workshop. It's absolutely free. He's going to be putting y'all on some tough game. Because, listen, we are, look, Darius already told y'all. Ladies, we ain't rocking with them bad credit ladies. <laughs> that's a fact. Right, that's get a your fact. goddamn credit up. Yeah. And fellas, y'all already know we got to have our paper together. Back. So, with that being the case, Darius, I appreciate you for coming up on here, dropping game with us. I appreciate y'all having me. And listen, I appreciate y'all for tuning into another episode of Hardly Initiated. Y'all better go ahead and smash that subscribe button if you made it this far, because you got some damn game. Go ahead and do it. But thank you again for tuning into another episode of Hardly Initiated. We are out. <laughs>